Welcome to the Pacific Forest Foundation's Talking Timber, where each week you meet the professionals behind the Northwest timber industry. Hello, Diane here. I'm so glad to have you with us. Today we're going to be talking to John Livingston, an instructor at Shasta College. We're going to be discussing the school's unique one-year equipment certification program. It's an exciting hands-on program that allows students to quickly get jobs in the woods. This program has seen amazing growth has also seen some amazing success, including with those that have been formerly incarcerated. Before we get started though, I want to thank our sponsors, the Pacific Forest Foundation and the Pacific Logging Congress, whose mission is to spread awareness about sound, responsible forestry and provide valuable education programs. Please visit them at pacificforestfoundation.org or pacificloggingcongress.org. Now on to our information about Shasta College. Yeah, so um, I'm John Livingston. I am the senior uh, instructor at Shasta College, which is a community college in Redding, California, Northern California in Shasta County. Uh, this is my 27th year teaching, although not all of that time has been here at Shasta College. I've also taught uh, in high school programs uh, around the state of California. So when you, you came and spoke at the Pacific Logging Congress convention here in November and talked about your program. And I thought it was interesting what you said about how the program came together, what the needs were. Um, I thought maybe you could kind of talk a little bit about that. When we, when we began the, the, the plan for the logging cert, we thought it would take about eight years. Um, uh, last year, uh, we had a, a horrific fire season. Uh, here in Northern California, and um, I'm sure it was um, um, national, international news. Uh, we lost a whole town. Town of Paradise was destroyed by uh, uh, just a catastrophic wildfire. Uh, we had one here in Redding uh, that also did extensive damage to the west side of the town. And with with those events, public sediment here in California started to sway in favor of uh, healthy forced work. And the only way to do that is for the loggers to come in and, and bring their machinery in and do it. And so the state set aside um, a significant amount of money uh, and we applied for one of the grants for that and were awarded a $3.2 million grant to uh, really launch this new heavy equipment logging cert. The, um, the monies have gone to beefing up our faculty and staff here at the college, because uh, I couldn't do it all by myself, and buying uh, a whole fleet of uh, brand new logging uh, machines to be able to take up in the woods. What, what, kind of machines, what kind of machines did you get for the... Well, we, we picked up um, a skitter, a uh, hot saw feller buncher, a, um, a processor, in, inlanding um, log processor, and a log loader. So the students, and they're up there today um, running equipment, they, they get to run those four basic machines. In a, uh, a, for us, it's a conventional logging side, and then um, the next round of funding will be buying log trucks and the students will be driving those as part of our truck driving program that we have. Is that for next year then, the, tr the logging truck program? Yeah. When I came back here as a part-time instructor in 93, knowing the 
the value of, of the students having a commercial license, um, we got permission to start uh, our, our uh, truck driving class. And we had transports that we use for moving our construction equipment on and off campus for different projects. So we just utilize those in the um, training of the students to go down to our Department of Motor Vehicles and take their test. Um, and obviously those students were uh, in high demand because uh, just the huge need for commercial drivers. Uh, we believe we're gonna get um, another 1.7 million from the same um, funds, the Healthy Forest Initiatives. And uh, with that, we're, we're gonna uh, put a, a significant amount of that money towards our truck driving program. Uh, again, the demand for commercial drivers is just huge in all sectors, whether it's logging construction, just over the highway transportation. Uh, but we want it to be, um, you know, really log, log truck uh, centered. And the reason why is you will not find a, a better driver than a log truck driver. They drive uh, in the most difficult conditions, uh, in the most difficult weather, hauling very, hauling very challenging loads. Uh, and so we feel, you know, if we can, if we can put our students one-on-one -on -one in industry trucks for training, and then they uh, drive our trucks also as part of our class, uh, they're going to be really talented, um, you know, drivers when they get out uh, of our program. How many students do you have now? Well, we bring in um, 50 new students uh, a semester. So uh, during our fall and spring, so that's 100 students there. And then we bring in about 20, 25 students in our summer program. But we just took the prerequisite off the truck driving classes. So now we've opened the door to uh, anybody that wants to come in as long as they can pass the federal level drug test, which is a real significant uh, component of our program. Nobody gets to come into these operating classes without passing a drug test. Uh, and they're in a random drug pool, just like industry models. Um, so if they, if they can pass that um, and they have um, a, you know, a driving record that the school will clear for them to drive, then we can put them in our trucks and they can use our trucks to take the test down at the Department of Motor Vehicles. So um, we're, we're, right now we have uh, four classes for the truck driving. There's two here at our main campus, two at a uh, campus just south of us, about 30 miles in Red Bluff. And then this January we're gonna launch a fifth class up in a rural, uh, actually logging community called Bernie. Um, and we'll be offering a fifth class up there with the goal to expand across the valley to another rural logging community called Weaverville and uh, have a, a sixth class there. So we need a lot of trucks and trailers uh, as we expand out. Are you still getting feedback from loggers and those in the industry about what they need from students? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. We, we have an incredible advisory committee uh, we meet with them at least once a semester. Uh, since the grants have been coming in, we've been meeting very frequently. Um, Delbert Gannon, who came to uh, the Pacific Logging Congress in Hawaii with me and, and uh, presented, he is uh, one of our industry advisory committees, and we talk almost a couple times a week on the phone uh, just to touch base on things. Um, his industry support is essential
to the success of this program. They, first of all, they have to tell us what do they want our students to, to know and be able to do when they get out of the, out of the classes. They look at our curriculum. They look, they're the ones who pick the machines that we should buy. We didn't buy these four machines randomly. Uh, our advisory committee said, this is where, where you guys need to start, and then we'll build from there. Um, and then as we're working, they're, they're up there giving the instructor and students uh, you know, input on the logging side saying, hey, here's a technique that works better than that, or, um, you know, why don't you try this? Or, we, you know, they'll send their best operator up and, uh, and do instruction for uh, a morning or an afternoon, and, uh, which is important because, um, you know, we, we can't know it all. Um, maybe someday we'll get there, but uh, we, we've got a lot to learn and uh, a lot of room for improvement and industries are going to be essential for uh, that improvement. The students now that are going to be graduating from the program, are they getting placed pretty easily or are you having the folks in the industry come to you looking for possible employees or how does that work? Yeah, both. We have we have very high uh, placement uh, rate. Um, I just got a call from a student last night who got hired by our state's um, transportation department. So he's working for Caltrans as an equipment operator, um, and very very excited about it. You know, it's, it was kind of his career goal. Um, two years ago, he was in prison, and um, you know these these guys come out. Um, you know, even. Um, you know, formerly incarcerated students, and there's there's a lot of opportunity. Have you found that the drug test weeds a lot of people out of your program, or have they all been pretty drug-free, the ones who apply? Yeah, we weed some out. Some think they're smarter than us. These drug tests are so sensitive now that you it's almost impossible to fake it. And it's inevitable that somebody will take it and they'll get caught, you know, maybe one or two a semester. We had one student fail a random. So the placement of these folks, even our formerly incarcerated, um, we, we have very high placement. Generally, what will happen around February, usually at logging conference that we have up here uh, in Northern California, at Sierra Cascade Logging Conference, uh, company owners will start coming up to me. They'll call me. They'll text me. They'll email me and start looking for numbers you know, of students to interview, uh, ramping up for springtime. However, with that being said, now the trend is we're starting to get companies in November interviewing and because they know to get the best students, they've got to get uh, on the ball earlier. Um, it's not uncommon for me to start getting calls or texts from companies, say, in May looking for somebody, and I, I just don't have any students left. They're, they've all been hired out. That's, that's a great place to be, so... <laughs> Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, we just uh, we had one company uh, from Oregon. It's a sizable logging and uh, heavy fire equipment operator, and they're going to open a Redding branch as they expand down here. They came and interviewed 15 of our students um, about two and a half weeks ago, offered uh, several of them jobs. Two of them have accepted jobs, uh, and and one is actually up in training. Uh, they're starting them at 23 bucks an hour. They're giving them a company truck. They're doing benefits. 
retirement. So we're seeing a lot of the companies realize that they've got to improve their compensation packages in order to attract and retain the you know the more talented students or uh, you know employees. And and, and I, I see that happening. What is the average age of your student? We we kind of have two pools, and they, and they get along very well, so they blend very, very well. And we tend to get a, a good-sized group of kids that come right out of high school. You know, maybe this is their first time living away from home. Uh, even though we're a community college, we're, we're getting a lot of kids from the coast, so they're, they're moving over here and going to school. And they're great kids. A lot of these kids have been in shop programs or the FFA programs in the high schools. A lot of them come from, you know, farming, ranching, logging backgrounds and just really, really solid kids. They, you know, they're, they're ones with good work ethic. Uh, they're just really fun to, to work with and teach. And then we get a good chunk that are, are formerly incarcerated students through our program called Step Up. Step Up is a program we started about seven years ago, bringing formerly incarcerated students into um, selected programs. Ours was one of them to get uh, career training, to get them out to work. We figured, you know, the only way to end this revolving door jail stuff that's going on where they're out and then they re- recommit a crime and then they're back in is they have to have something meaningful and uh, significant for them to go to. So, and, and it was funny because we're the only program that drug tests with, with this step-up program. We're taking a quick break to remind you that this episode is being sponsored by the Pacific Logging Congress and the Pacific Forest Foundation. Each year, the Pacific Forest Foundation provides thousands of dollars in forestry scholarships for those attending universities and trade schools. If you or someone you know might be interested, please visit PacificForestFoundation.org. Okay, back to Mr. Livingston. 60, 66% of your class is the step up? Is that what you're saying? So 60%, 66% of the incoming step up students come into heavy equipment. And then the other 34% go into uh, one of five other programs. So the lion's share, the point is the lion's share come into heavy equipment. I think part of that is the, the one, they like the drug test. They, they like the accountability. A lot of these people seriously want to change their lives. And, and, and they, they come in with so much shame. It's really sad because of, you know, their criminal record. Um, they feel like they, nobody's going to want them. You know, nobody's going to give them the time of day. And we, we uh, look past that and try to show them, you know what, uh, if you want to change, we're willing to walk with you through this process. The step up, the, the formerly incarcerated, whether it's from jail or prison, they have a, they, they are a very viable workforce that I think the, the different states, not just California, but, you know, Oregon, Washington, wherever, needs to look at training programs like ours to bring those folks uh, into the workforce. If you don't offer them some kind of opportunity, they'll lose hope and go back to the life of crime that they were involved with. That's all they know. This program sounds great, though. So how long have you been doing the Step Up program? Uh, th- we're in our seventh year. The The state, we caught attention to the, the state of California, so they did a study on our first 200. This was, um, well, I, I take that back, 300. Uh, last spring, and we had a 12% recidivism rate, which means one year out from being released, they're back in. Uh, so a 12% is 
is just barely, you know, one out of 10. Where the states runs between 70 and 80%. I was going to say, I thought 12% sounded pretty good. So Yeah, 12% is actually outstanding compared to no, no intervention. For your program, what would you say the percentage of kids that have just applied to the class or the step-up program, what would be the blend there? So I would say we're probably running about 60% the high school, younger uh, younger age student uh, population, about 40%, maybe 35% uh, are the step up, and about 5% are veterans and folks that are making a career change. They might be a little, on, a little bit on the older side, oh, okay. uh, but we've got a great pool of veterans that uh, come, at, come through the program and for you, what have been some of the challenges with the program? I mean, it looks like it just shot upward here after the fires and was... We we have jumped full stream into this. We were able to hire all the staff and faculty we needed, buy the logging equipment, share Pacific Industries here, their corporate offices in Anderson. They got behind it, and not just them, but uh, they're a big partner. They're letting us log on their ground to... Two of us are getting our uh, LTOs, our licensed timber operators, uh, licenses this spring so the college can actually be paid for the logs that we're delivering to the mill. And so things have just gone into high gear for us. It's exciting. So there's no problem if somebody from Washington or Oregon or Arizona was looking for an operator, they could come to your school and... Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yes, we we would love that. And we're we're trying to figure out how to finance a dormitory. We'd like to build a 30-student dormitory. Wow, with all that going on, are you staying safe out there? Yes, we, we, we've been very blessed uh, with safety, and that's our number one emphasis. That's why we drug test. And it's and I think that's it's got to start there. Going the extra mile of, okay, what can we do to err on the side of safety? And For example, uh, where we're working with Sarah Pacific pro- uh, on their property up at Viola, they're letting us cherry pick the, the flattest, safest, nicest ground they have. Oh, that's great. Yeah, it's accessible. It's flat. You know, it's because the students have got so much else to, to focus on than um, having to worry about tipping it over because they're on a steep slat, side slope or, you know, those kind of yeah. issues. Um, so have you had to beef up your staff now that the program has grown so much? It's, it's been a whirlwind. Um, so four years ago, it was me, my paraprofessional, and one part-time instructor. Now there's 13 of us. Yeah, so, and most of that happened over the summer. And then uh, one of the real strengths of our program is we, we've hired a young gal out of Portland um, named Rebecca as our student success facilitator. And she has just revolutionized our intake process, the registration, the drug testing, and just touching base, kind of being a mama hen to these students that maybe are getting a little off track or struggling a little bit or, you know, they're not. They're not real confident in, um, you know, how to move through the college system. Yeah. Rebecca has been amazing, and I know that our um, success rate is going up because of her. So some of your challenges are some of your biggest highlights, actually. So, <laughs> with with more machinery comes more costs and logistics, and um, but again, I, I have to go back to our fantastic industry partners. If they 
didn't step up to us and help us, we we it, ne- it never would have come off the ground. Um, and they they are you know really our secret success um, because they they see the value of you know the students they've hired from us and they keep coming back. So if you could look ahead, say five years from now, where would you like to see the program? Well, for for me personally, I I think that uh, especially on the the logging side of the program, the cut to length technology is going to have to uh, be brought into what we're training. Our conventional side, I don't see that ever going away, but I the exposure that I've had to the cut to link type of, of machinery really has a fit uh, with uh, more and more of our, you know, Western forest grounds, especially in the areas where we've had these huge catastrophic fires and they've got great big plantations that have been put in. Uh, those are expensive systems and they're really um, technology wise, there's a lot to, to learn. Yeah. And I think that we could be a, a, a big benefit if we can uh, swing uh, the finances to um, pick up some machines like that. So for you, what's the biggest highlight then? I, I think, honestly, working with industry, you know, coming to coming to the Pacific Logging Congress in Hawaii and meeting the folks from New Zealand and Australia and British Columbia, uh, the other the other Western United States, hearing similar stories, hearing hearing. Um, you know, their frustrations about finding good quality employees uh, and knowing that we we can help with that. That's a highlight for me. I, I think that, you know, we, we, we can work together to help uh, solve this uh, challenge. Uh, I don't think that it's impossible. You know, it's just a matter of putting, you know, getting together like we did at Pacific Logging Congress and, and, and having people talk. Uh, we, I got so much good input from different industry folks uh, afterwards. So if you if a student is listening to this podcast and says, hey, this program sounds perfect for me, what should their next step be? Well, the best the best thing to do would be to uh, send me an email uh, here at the college at jlivingston at shastacollege.edu. We'll connect you with Rebecca. Rebecca will get them started, uh, get them on the wait list. We do have a wait list coming into the program. Um, it's It's not a real big wait list this time. I think we have about 40 students uh, waiting to get in. So uh, we try to get them in. We're trying to expand, but right now we're kind of just physically limited to about 50 new students a semester. So the sooner they get on the wait list, the better. We we have folks come for visits all the time. It's not uncommon for me to have parents and their kids come and Usually, you know, we'll take them around and tour them, show the equipment, show them the training sites and stuff like that, and kind of answer questions. And well, that well, that that is that question I had for you. So, if you could just kind of describe briefly what an average day might look like for a student, they'll show up to class at eight o'clock in the morning. Uh, if we have a random drug test, that's when that's going to be uh, announced, and that student will be trans, uh, transported down to the testing facility that we work with. Uh, they'll do their their P test, and then. Uh, get transported back. Uh, the class will then, uh, you know, maybe while they're gone, the instructor's going through some lecture and and instructions and stuff like that. And then they'll load up in uh, the rigs and head up to the woods where the equipment is. It's about a 35, 40-minute drive up to where we're working right now. And um, they'll have their assignments on the, the, you know, the various machines. Some of the students do 
uh, fire watch. Some of the students are doing, you know, inventories and things like that. And then they, they get their opportunity to run the machines and they'll run till about two, two thirty in the afternoon and then, um, load up and come back down the hill. And it's a very hands on a butts in the seats. We like to say program. You, you cannot be afraid to get dirty. You can't be afraid to get greasy. Do they have any training as a mechanic at the school? Yes, we've got an outstanding uh, diesel mechanics program. Uh, they go a lot into the hydraulic systems and stuff like that. Very, very good program. Um, and we encourage our students to take classes there. We also have an outstanding welding program. I've also heard something about an internship program. What's going on there? We started uh, an internship idea, paid internship idea, with Delbert Gannon's Creekside Logging um, two years ago, a little over two years ago. And where it came, <laughs> came about was he had a whole bunch of mastication work he needed to do on some Sierra Pacific property where they had been logging. And they, they had the equipment, but they didn't have operators. And so the Lassen District Forester for Sierra Pacific, Ted James, talked to Delbert and said, why don't you hire some of John's students? And so they called me and said, can we hire some students in, in the class and we'll pay them uh, 15 bucks an hour. They'll work in pairs and they're going to run this uh, masticator for any, it, it's, it turned out to a, almost a six week uh, internship. And it was a win, win, win because SPI got the work done they needed to do. Delbert got to try out some new prospective employees, and um, the students got some real seat time up there working in the woods. Wow, that's really a win-win situation there. So what happened after that? Well, that whole idea uh, launched a thought in uh, Ted's boss's um, mind, Mike Mitzel, and Mike said, why don't we get industry to, to pony up some money? It turned out to be $41,000 to rent to own a brand new skitter, and we'll get a partnering uh, company to agree to buy that skitter after a series of internships, and we'll pay these students to run this skitter alongside of a logging operation um, up here on the east side uh, from, from Redding and uh, get them you know, um, process through here and let them try it out. So this last summer, we, we launched what's called First Seats. And again, it was a paid internship. They bought us a brand new John Deere 848 uh, skitter. Uh, Dell Logging with Russ Hawkins ended up buying the skitter at the end. That was all prearranged. And our students had the exclusive use of that skitter alongside of several of uh, Russ's logging jobs up at Pondoza. And their Russ's operators coached our students and trained them on how to use that machine. And it was incredible, you know, opportunity for the students. And uh, we had three of the students out of that get jobs. Um, we ran eight, eight students total through the summer. Uh, and they, they made some money. They got some great work experience. They got to actually try logging. And most of them came away going, hey, I want to do this. So you're open to other companies coming to you with their projects then? Yeah, exactly. And, and, and it doesn't have to be a six-week. It could be a one-week project, a two-week project, whatever. But we have, we have the mechanism to put those uh, students out working. It's called a, it's a, what we call our CONS 
94, Construction 94 worksite learning class, and they're covered by the school insurance. Um, and so we have a mechanism to do that in the school. The students get school credit, and they can get paid for the work that they do. Well, I just wanted to say thank you. This has been great. Um, well, thank you. And we, like I said, the, the experience at Hawaii with uh, PLC was just phenomenal. And the reception that we received uh, from the industry folks, just it was overwhelming, actually. I was quite tickled. Um, um, we want to thank John Livingston for taking time out to talk to us about Shasta College's amazing certification program, definitely a valuable asset to the industry. And thank you again to our sponsors, the Pacific Forest Foundation and the Pacific Logging Congress. If you or someone you know is studying in a forest-related area, the Pacific Forest Foundation scholarship may be for you. You're invited to apply today. Just go online to fill out an application. That's at pacificforestfoundation.org. Thanks again. Until next time, take care.